the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. A great show for you tonight. A couple of craft beer guests that will be joining me this hour. News and notes, of course, to get to. And a change. We'll get to that change in just a second. But first, how can you follow me? Very simply, on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget, iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. And by the way, we are Alexa ready. You just say, Alexa, let me hear the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And Alexa will make your wishes come true. I don't know if they're exactly good wishes, but hey, they are wishes nonetheless. Now, our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Charles Backman, he is one of the co-owners of uh, Cypress Brewing uh, out of Edison, New Jersey. They recently celebrated their three-year anniversary. And uh, Charles is going to come on talk a little bit about how it feels to be in, in Edison for the last three years. Got a chance to stop over at the anniversary party a couple of weeks ago. First time I'd actually been to Cypress. And uh, honestly, the brewery is only about 20 minutes from my house. Uh, but it's in a nice little n- location in an industrial park in Edison, uh, right behind Middlesex Community College. Uh, great beer. Had a gr- really good time chatting with Charles, and we're getting Charles on the program again uh, to talk about that three-year anniversary and what's coming up in the future uh, for Cypress. That's coming up in about 10 minutes from now. At the bottom of the hour, Jim Wagner from BC Brewing, which stands for Bolt County Brewing uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Jim was the longtime head brewer at DeClaw. We struck up a friendship uh, at the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival a couple of years ago, and uh, Jim was gracious enough, uh, to has been on the show a number of times, but uh, last year, he left as the head brewer of DeClaw to start this new venture last year. And I, I really wanted and you know, I wanted to wait until it was open and they were doing things uh, and getting things moving. And obviously, when you're building out a brewery from scratch, um, you know, you run into your own share of problems with that. But not only that, um, you know, th- this was a, a new undertaking for Jim because he had been with DeClaw for so long. And now he's getting to brew. I, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to hedge my bet here uh, with the interview saying that he's brewing the beers now that he wants to brew because he was brewing stuff that he wanted to brew at DeClaw. But I wanted to get into it with him, why he left DeClaw, what was his reasons for for moving on, and why starting this new hyper-local type of brewery. They're only brewing beer in the brewery, uh, no no cans, bottles, you know, distribution, this and that. They wanted to bring it more of a grassroots operation and kind of... um, spread their message through beer locally in the community. 
That's why I wanted to talk to Jim, and I think it's uh, I think you'll enjoy the interview a lot. And that's coming up about 20 minutes from now. Uh, we'll talk with Jim Wagner, the head brewer at uh, Balt County Brewing in Baltimore. It's uh, a, a, you know kind of a, a different way of how the craft beer business is going, uh, where you saw a lot of these different breweries getting bought out by AB InBev, by Miller Coors, uh, by Constellation Beverages, and now you're seeing that return to kind of hyper-local, that, hey, we can make some money with this, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, millions upon millions of dollars. So I, I think that's a good thing. Now, the change that I alluded to a couple of minutes ago as we started the uh, Craft Beer Cast, the Craft Beer Cast is moving. No, not to a new station, just a new day and time. We're still going to be here on AM 970, The Answer, and, of course, you can listen to the podcasts uh, when they're posted. But starting August 12th, we're moving to a new day and time. We will be moving to Sunday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the Saturday night slot, my uh, 8 p.m. slot that the show is normally on, uh, has been sold to uh, another um, to another person. He's going to be hosting uh, a sports show for two hours from 8 to 10 p.m. on Saturday nights. So they had to move the beer show, had a couple of different spots where it could have moved it, could have moved it earlier on Saturdays, um, possibly on a you know Sunday during the day, uh, but wanted to do it later in the evening because obviously there are people that listen out on the West Coast. So at 11 at night, it's 8 o'clock on the, on the West Coast. Uh, much easier for me to post the podcast the next morning uh, when I get in. And, uh, you know, I, I won't be as preempted for as many sports uh, things on a Saturday. We've got a lot of college football. We've got New York Islanders hockey. Got a bunch of different things. And if I moved to an earlier time on Saturdays, I'd probably be preempted a lot more than would actually be on the air between September and, say, April. So I, I wanted a spot where it would be relatively clear. Once in a blue moon, I'll get bumped. Uh, but... Um, to be, to be perfectly honest, I like this new time slot. So starting Sunday, August 12th, we'll be on at 11 p.m. Eastern. You'll get to hear the same craft beer cast, the guests, the news, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, the only thing that's moving is the day and time. We're not moving the station. The folks at The Answer have been great uh, to me and this show uh, that we're uh, two years in and uh, quickly approaching our third year of being on the air. So some news and notes to get to here before we take a break. Uh, Big Brew is returning to the Morristown Armory Saturday, October 6th. There are two sessions. First starts at noon, runs till 4 p.m. The second session starts at 5.30 and runs till 9.30 in the evening. Now, you can get a $20 discount on early bird tickets. That expires on Sunday, August 5th at midnight. You use the code EARLYBIRD, all capital letters, EARLYBIRD, BigBrewNJ.com for tickets and info. There are designated driver tickets for 15 bucks, and if you're coming on the train, this is the cool thing uh, that Allison does uh, for the uh, events at the Morristown Armory. There will be a free shuttle service to and from the Morristown train station. So if you're coming from the city and you decide to come to the event, great. Take a New Jersey tra- train right to Morristown. There's a shuttle there. It will take you to the armory, and uh, it will take you back to the train uh, when uh, the event is over. So, again, two sessions, noon to 4, 5.30 to 9.30 p.m. It's Saturday, October 6th. You get a $20 discount on early bird tickets. That expires Sunday, August 5th at midnight. Use the code EARLYBIRD. And to get those tickets, you go to BigBrewNJ.com for tickets and info. This is a great event uh, that Allison puts on. She puts on a tremendous amount of events uh, in New Jersey. The Beer, Bacon, and Barbecue, the B3 uh, that I'm at every year, uh, the last two years at least that I've been judging. Fantastic event. But the Big Brew event is awesome because it's not just the, the, the B3 event is New Jersey. It's all New Jersey um, uh, food. It's all New Jersey breweries. The Big Brew event is kind of the big event for New Jersey with national and local beers. 
Uh, there's a lot of things to do there. There'll be food for purchase. There's, uh, you know, some crafts and stuff, people selling things. But the beer is the most important part. You get folks like Firestone Walker, um, you know, uh, the, the, the Blue Points of the World, Stone, Weyerbacher, um A lot of Jersey beers are going to be there as well. There's music. It's a great time. We always have a blast. I am definitely looking forward to that one. Hopefully I can squeeze that in. October is a busy month for me. But I'm hoping that I can get in on that event. I know she's doing another event back in Westfield, Westfield Hops, in November. And I'm looking forward to that. That's that's, uh, really exciting. The best part is it's one town over for me. Take a cab. Don't have to worry about driving. Uh, It is uh, definitely a good thing. Again, and if you're taking the train, if you decide that you don't want to drive, you want to take the train, uh, go to the Morristown train station. There'll be a free shuttle service back and forth uh, to the Armory as well. So kudos to Allison for that. Chicago's uh, Bader Brow is heading to auction. Uh, they closed its tap room last month. They ceased beer production at its South Loop Brewery in May. They are set to liquidate their equipment and intellectual property. Uh, that uh, auction is coming up on August 1st. That's according to uh, Josh Nolan, the Chicago Tribune. Uh, the Tribune reported that the opening bid for the entire operation is $300,000, although more than 150 items from the Chicago brewery are also being offered individually. So that's taking place, that auction, August 1st uh, for Baderbrow. A um, couple of uh, brewery closures, two breweries in Longmont, Colorado, Sky Brewing and Open Door Brewing closed their doors in late June. 3-4 Beer Company in Fort Collins announced uh, it, it is uh, closing this weekend. That's according to Denver uh, Alt Weekly Westworld, the three breweries Join a list of at least seven other Colorado beer companies that have shuttered uh, in 2018. Uh, meanwhile, a Crazy Mountain Brewery branded tap room in Glendale seized by the Arapo County Sheriff uh, this past month, according to Business Den. Site was being licensed by the operators of World of Beer and not part of the Crazy Mountain business. Uh, business Den reported the property owner, Sonley Retail LLC, had filed a lawsuit in February against World of Beer for back rent. And this marks the third Crazy Mountain location to close this year after the company was evicted from its Edwards production facility in January, as well as a May eviction from a three-month-old taproom that had opened at a Winter Park ski resort. Uh, and another Colorado brewery news, the owners of Gold Spot Brewing, Matt Hughes, Alex Ward, have sold the three-year-old Denver beer company to a group uh, that includes head brewer uh, Kalisa Hyber and Ryan and Winnie Dubois, according to Westward. Uh, and meanwhile, in San Diego, the owners of Chuck Alec Independent Brewers have decided to close the six-year-old brewery, citing a move out of California to pursue other career opportunities, according to the West Coaster. Uh, The brewery and tasting room will stay open until the end of July. A satellite beer garden closes on September 2nd. West Coaster noted that Chuck Alec is the sixth brewery to close in the San Diego area this year. And on the other side of the country, uh, here on the East Coast in Georgia, a pair of small breweries, Southern Sky Brewing and Abbey of the Holy Goats, have also shuttered in recent months, according to Beer Street Journal. All that information coming from the website of Brewbound, and we thank them for that. Uh, interesting, sixth brewery to close in San Diego, uh, in the San Diego area this year. There is the, the most breweries concentrated in the entire United States of America are in San Diego. Uh, six breweries in the past year, that's significant. Uh, will it make a dent in the, uh, in the San Diego beer scene? That remains to be seen. And then finally, California Wines showing evidence of the Fukushima nuclear accident in Japan. The disaster happened seven years ago, but now French scientists say a radioactive isotope turning up in the bottles of California vino. Live science reporting that the man-made isotope is called cesium-137. But not to worry, the California Department of Public Health says there are no safety concerns associated with the discovery. The World Health Organization says radioactive radioactive traces found in food or beverages outside of Japan 
are too low to be dangerous. So don't get worried about that. I wonder, though, if it is affecting the hops that are grown out in California as well. Folks, when we come back after a short break, Charles Backman, one of the co-owners of Cypress Brewing, is going to join me. And that happens next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. There's no question the time between now and the November election is going to get a little crazy. No, a lot crazy. Accusing the president of being a liar is now a daily occurrence in the mainstream media. Now, they have a new name. They call our president a cult leader. Yeah, that means they think the president is leading a bunch of mind-numbed zombies who can't think for themselves. Hey, earth to mainstream media. These zombies know exactly what they're doing. These zombies are saving this country. Keep it here to find out how. AM 970, The Answer. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. Every Army National Guard member serves not only to protect the nation, but also their local communities, so they each have a stake in the security and well-being of the neighborhoods where they live and work. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. Since the early days of our republic, the Army National Guard has continued its timeless commitment to guarantee peace and security for all Americans, a proud legacy which has endured for nearly four centuries. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. Selfless service, it's what inspires the men and women of the Army National Guard to be part of something greater than themselves. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the New Jersey Army National Guard, aired by the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and this station. We all know the secret to the best Italian food is the sauce. And no one has sauce as good as Michael's of Brooklyn. Their sauce is made from scratch using only the best ingredients. But don't take our word for it. Stop at any of your local supermarkets and pick up a jar or listen to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show every Wednesday for a chance to win a whole case of Michael's delicious, authentic, and fresh sauce. You can also enter online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Good luck. This is a test of the emergency alert system. Can you tell if the leftovers from this dinner party are beginning to grow bacteria that could lead to severe diarrhea, vomiting, and stomach cramps? Listen. You can't see it either. Get leftovers into the refrigerator as soon as possible. Spoiled leftovers can make you very sick or worse. Roughly 3,000 Americans will die from food poisoning this year, but you can keep your family safer. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Dennis Prager at 1, Michael Medved at 3, weekdays on AM 970, The Answer.
No cobwebs here. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Prep Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo. G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Google Play, iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download, listen to all the Craft Beer Cast from there. Plus, we are Alexa ready now. Ooh, this is so newfangled with all this technology. Just say to Alexa, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer. And boom, just like a miracle, Alexa will produce this cast for you. My next guest on the cast, though, is one of the owners of a cool brewery located just down the road from me in Edison, New Jersey. They just celebrated their third anniversary as a brewery. Cypress Brewing is the name of the brewery. Cypressbrewing.com, the website for more information. Let me welcome back in Charles Backman to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Charlie, how are you? I'm fantastic. Good, uh, good day, sir. You got it. Now, can you believe three years already that Cypress is in operation? What is the biggest surprise that has happened to you in the last three years that the brewery has been running? I lost three years. <laughs> I mean, that was a surprise. I don't know where they went. <laughs> it, it just flew right by, huh? Yeah. Um, I, actually, for us, I would have to say it's our growth. Okay. All right. Um, we started We started as a – well, originally, we actually started as a one-barrel. Right. But we put the two-barrel – we made it a two-barrel before we uh, even opened. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you count that. But then last year in July, we went to a 20-barrel system with 40-barrel fermenters. Uh, three 40-barrel fermenters, and one 40-barrel bright. And on August 6th, we have two 60-barrel fermenters and an 80-barrel bright coming in. Wow. I mean, that's yeah. amazing in so just we're three doubling, years. We're doubling production again in in 10 days. In 10 days. That is that is amazing. I mean, and you've had a fantastic turnout a few weeks back uh, at the anniversary party. Uh, Peach Pit, from what I saw, was moving out so fast they couldn't – I saw the one guy, he couldn't hand the four-packs over to people uh, quick enough. It, it seems like peach has become the new go-to flavor for beer. What made you decide to make that one? Um, we wanted to do something fun for the anniversary, mm-hmm. and we want to do something fruit. And we haven't done a peach in about a year and a half. Okay. So we figured uh, peach would be it, and we would do it uh, about 10-5 is where we were aiming for. And we got the full ten five, so it was a it was a success. Yeah, I have to tell you, I had a taste of that, and I was I was floored by how like it's so subtle, and yet woo, it hits you with that punch uh, on the back end, and it's it was it really was an amazing beer. I ended up picking up uh, the the Cecilia, and then um, you had turned me on to the uh, to the stout and the um, the Irish uh, stout. Uh, that you guys make the ossified, which I am still have sitting in my fridge, and I'm waiting for the right moment to crack that one open, boy. Boy, I'll tell you, the, the dark beers that you guys make are just so good and so flavorful. Uh, I, I know that's one of your favorites, right? That's 99% of what I drink. Well, no, that's not true, because I drink sours, too. Uh, 90% of what I drink, that was dark beer. You know, I, I gotta, you know what? You mentioned that, Charlie. i got to ask you this, and we're talking with Charles Backman, the owner of, uh, co-owner of Cypress Brewing in Edison, New Jersey, here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Why is it that sours seem to be the beer for a lot of brewmakers? Is it because of the fact that there's a complexity in the beer itself, the taste, all that other stuff? Because I was never a big sour fan. And now I've I've sort of acquired a taste for sours. Is it just that natural progression? You know, you can only drink so many lagers, pilsners, and IPAs before you get tired of them. And the sours seem to have a much more complex flavor to it. So, okay. So 
Uh, several things. First off, I'm drawn to stouts and porters because there's so many complex flavors. Okay. I mean, and so much you can do with them, so many different flavors you can do. So the thing about sours, okay, well, several things. First off, genetically, we're not supposed to like anything that's sour. Okay. I mean, as hunters and gatherers, way, way back in the past, when you tasted something that was bitter or something that was sour, that meant you shouldn't eat it. Spit it back out. Gotcha. So your taste buds, genetically, have remained the same. So unless you acclimate them to the sours or to something super bitter, mm-hmm. it, you know, it takes, a, it takes a little time. And they, they say it takes as little as nine times. But I would say that that's, that's a little underestimating for everyone. I'd say you keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. Eventually your taste buds will be like, oh, you know what? I actually like this. This isn't bad. And, I mean, the thing with sours, when they're – so we did two – we did kettle sours this time. Right. But I have a whole round of barrel sours. When you get into the barrel sours, mm-hmm. there's so many different flavors there. I mean, that's that's what I'm drawn to. See, that's see, that's cool because uh, in the beginning, you know, I would drink, you know, a lot of different styles to kind of get myself acclimated to, to trying different beers or whatever. And, you know, you gravitate like you. I, I love my IPAs, but I do love stouts and porters. I love the complexity of the flavors in the stouts. And as they warm up and they're slow sippers and you kind of, you know, you can drink the beer for over a half hour, 45 minutes, and you get different tastes from each sip. I could never stand sours. And then I had my cancer and my chemo and radiation, and for some reason my taste buds changed because the next time around when I could finally start drinking again and I had a sip of a sour, I enjoyed it. So I, I think there's some I think there's some validity to what you're saying that you're right. We, we If it's bitter or it doesn't taste right, we spit it out. But if you drink it enough, your body eventually gets used to it. But I'm wondering chemically if something changed in me that says, hey, you know what? Sours aren't too bad. So that's good. But I think you're right. I think it's a great thing that you got to just keep trying things. It's like IPAs. A lot of people don't like IPAs. My wife is not an IPA drinker. But eventually I've gotten her to enjoy certain types of IPAs because she's tried them enough where, okay, my palate can get past that. So that's uh, that's a pretty cool observation. Now, uh, Charles, the town of Edison has really embraced your brewery. You've done so many things to give back and help out. Some towns, though, in New Jersey, they haven't been so receptive. Why, why do you think that is? Is it just the political, the, the people in the offices? Or is it, you know, you would think for a small business trying to give back to the community and obviously help the community enrich themselves, you would think they'd be more receptive. Uh, well, y- yes. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Can can I stop you for a second sure. and go back to something you just said? Yeah, sure. So, uh, just just so you know, there is something in our bodies called the circadian rhythm. Okay. And it actually changes every seven years. Your allergies and taste buds and what your uh, what, what gets you sick changes every seven years naturally. Hmm. Yeah, it's something that. called it's something called the circadian rhythm, and we all have it. All right. Um, they, they, they actually used to call it the, the woman's biological clock, but everybody actually has it. <laughs> yeah. See, you learn, you learn thing, science on this show, too. I love it. Well, remember the first time you had a West Coast-style IPA, and you were like, wow, this is horrendous. Why would anybody drink this? Right. All that bitterness. But then you just get used to it. Now, on to your next question. So, Edison, mm-hmm. so we are, like, hand-in-hand hand with Edison. Our town, from the very, very beginning, right. has just been on it. Our mayor, Mayor Lenke, is like, I mean, he's one of our biggest supporters. I, I, they, they have a can of the Alva because we made a beer Alva after Edison. He has a can of it in his right. office. Uh, it's in the Memorial Tower Center. So, I mean, you know, Edison has really embraced us. That's awesome. All of the, um, the, 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 all of the people in the town, in the town hall who work there mm-hmm. have all worked with us. I mean, 
helping me walk through walk through getting permits. I mean, literally like step by step, feeding it to me because I what what do I know about getting a permit? They literally you know told me what to write. Right. So they really they they literally hand in hand pushed us along the way. And then I also live here. This is my town. Right. You know. Yeah, so that's obviously that's a big help when you live in the town that you're uh, producing beer in. But that, but that's great that the the community really embraces you. It's the same thing in Rawway where Wet Ticket Tim Pewitt has told me uh, time and time again they wanted his business there. There were other towns that rejected him, didn't want a brewery in hand. I, I don't get it. I know. And listen, we could talk for hours about you know all the things that are wrong with the ABC in New Jersey and how the restaurant owners are fighting with the breweries and trying to get everybody is trying to get the same piece of the pie. And I think it's two separate things because what you give to people and what the restaurants are giving to people are two separate things. You don't serve meals uh, in your brewery. There's no, and and honestly, where your brewery is located, there really isn't any restaurants nearby. You're in an industrial park. So I, I get it. It's just, it really, it irks me that the state of New York can be flourishing with with craft beer and New Jersey seems to you know they have this big surge and then all of a sudden they take six steps back because some towns just can't seem to figure it out. We're talking with Charles Backman, the owner of Cypress Brewing, or co-owner, excuse me, of Cypress Brewing in Edison, New Jersey, here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer and and Charlie, you you lamented on a Facebook post over a year ago to get into this whole you know business of getting along and whatever about how a chain restaurant that you went to was only serving corporate beer. How difficult has it been? to get your beer in, into bars around New Jersey? So, I, 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 so I, I did make that comment specifically about somewhere because the word brews is in their, their, uh, their title. Right. So I felt like they should have some craft brews, at least one of the two that are in their area, and they right. had neither of us. Um, but so surprisingly, um, the amount of restaurants that are receptive to craft beer is just getting bigger. By the day. We get three phone calls a day. Awesome. For restaurants wanting to start carrying our beer. Mm-hmm. I think we're up we're up over two hundred different accounts now between liquor stores and uh restaurants. Wow. So I mean I would say they're very receptive. And then doing quick napkin math, mm-hmm. um, I figured that the two pizzerias that are closest to Cyprus, okay. Um they uh, they, they, they see about twenty thousand dollars each a year minimum from our customers. Wow. So I mean the fact that we booze businesses around us, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking there's a food truck down the down the road. Right. I mean, the amount of business that he's picked up or the local sub shops, you know, the amount, even people who stop at Applebee's or um, they stop at Applebee's or Outback on the way and take the takeout. Right, to bring to the bar to, to, to eat. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the thing. It's hand in hand. If you're helping me, I'm helping you at the same, at the same time. Everybody works. Everybody makes out. It's just boosting the economy, and that's and that's Edison's view. That's that's the mayor's view. We're, we're literally boosting the economy, and not to mention, you're bringing an upper scale, an upper scale establishment to town. Every town wants that, right? You know, you don't have craft beer, you don't have craft 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 breweries where there are fights or or there are problems. I mean, we've never called the police here, right? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, three years we've never called the police once. I worked in bars. Where I was on a first name basis with with half the officers in town because they were there so often, right? right. And that was in good neighborhoods. No, I, so, I mean, hundred percent, Charlie. I'm I'm in hundred percent agreement with you. I got about thirty seconds, Charlie. What's next in the tanks for Cypress that's going to come out in the near future? Coming out at the beginning of August and being distroed is uh, seventeen mile IPA, and it's a new version. Um, we dropped the ABV from seven four to six four. 
and we actually pulled the Centennial and swapped it for uh, Cascade. Excellent. So it'll be slightly different, but uh, just a new take on it. Everything else is exactly the same. And then we have Lighthouse coming out. Um, with Lighthouse coming out for distribution also, both of them the first week in August. And then we have a huge lactose um, IPA, which is very generously dry hopped and um, with some cool hops. Very so cool. That'll, that, that'll be the middle of next month. I think the 24th is our canning date on that. So cool. the week after that is, is when that'll come out. And that, that's going to go full distribution also. Good deal. Lots of good stuff coming out from Cypress Brewing. My guest has been uh, Charles Backman, one of the co-owners of Cypress Brewing and located in Edison, New Jersey. Cypressbrewing.com, the website for more info. Charles, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Anytime, it's my pleasure. You got it. When we come back, Jim Wagner, the head brewer at Balt County Brewing, joins me all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Balance of nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule. My husband's blood pressure has dropped 30 points. I've lost 8 pounds. He's lost about 20 pounds. His arthritis is gone. You guys have given me back my husband. I'd come home from work, and if he beat me home from work, he would be laying in the recliner, and I would feed him supper in his recliner and would be like really boring, pathetic, old people watching TV while we ate dinner and then go to bed exhausted and wake up tired. I came home from work last night, and he was mowing the lawn. It was just, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> when you call, use discount code The Answer. And we'll take 35% off your first preferred set of fruits and veggies and have them shipped to you free. Call 800-246-8751. That's 1-800-246-8751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code THEANSWER. This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. The best way to overhaul a culture is to change the way it thinks. Here's one major way to change cultural thinking stifle the free exchange of ideas. This is what's happening in California right now. Assembly Bill 2943 would make it an unlawful business practice to engage in a transaction aimed at promoting, quote, sexual orientation change efforts with an individual, end quote. This pernicious bill is an attempt to silence those who want to help people with unwanted sexual feelings. Many religious and non-religious people agree that we flourish when we honor the basic design of our bodies for both sexual practice and personal identity. This bill is Orwellian. Silencing those who seek to provide help and wholeness to people who are reaching out. California legislators ought to do what the people have elected them to do. Protect free speech and enable people to live a free life. I'm Owen Strand. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. America's unique graduate leadership degree offered on its most beautiful campus. Listen to us anywhere. Tune in.com. iHeartRadio.com. Get the app. At AM 970, the Welcome back to the Algatulo Grab Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A double T. U-double-L-O, Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast. Email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget Google Play, iTunes. Do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to all of the Craft Beer Cast there. We're also Alexa ready now. So if you've got one of those Amazon Alexas, just say, Alexa, I want to listen to the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast at AM 970. The answer 
and you will get the show. Isn't that amazing? And if you mispronounce my last name, you'd probably get somebody else. But anyway, uh, that that being said, joining me on the cast, back for his third go-around with me, but now he's working with a new brewery, one that he helped create from the ground floor up. The name of the brewery is BC Brewing, and uh, that stands for Bolt County Brewing. Uh, the uh, website for more information is bcbrewerymd.com or follow their Facebook page. And the head brewer is Jim Wagner, and he joins me back on the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Jim, how are you? Oh, man, it's great to be back on your show. How are you? I am doing good. You, my friend, are doing fantastic. And before we get into BC Brewery and what they are doing to change kind of the landscape of craft beer, as it as it were, you were the head brewer at DeClaw for a very, very long time. Why did you make the decision to leave? Well, you know, uh, I, I'm able now to get back to my roots. I'm able to brew beers when I want, how I want, and uh, as as many different styles as I want. Uh, you know, the the tap room or the brew pub type setting has always been my wheelhouse. I like to interact with the customers. I like to get that one on one. And, uh, you know, to see somebody come in and get the absolute freshest beer possible is is just a thrill. You know, you don't have to worry about out-of-date codes on bottles sitting on shelves for 6, 8, 12 months. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that is a beautiful thing. And and you're right. I think the, the, the tap room, I think now as the, the craft beer landscape kind of changes – uh, from year to year, I think the tap room has become so much more important now with people that want to drink the freshest craft beer. I have that in, in the town over from me in Rawway, New Jersey. A uh, guy by the name of Tim Pewitt, he is just killing it over there at Wet Ticket Brewing, and his beer is fresh. It's always good. He loves to engage his customers. Sounds to me like that's exactly what you're doing here. And let's talk about what you're doing with BC Brewery. First brewery in Hunt Valley, Maryland, which is in northern Baltimore County. The approach here, for for lack of a better term, as I said, kind of great roots. So what else are you guys doing different there in, in addition to, you know, brewing the freshest craft beer that you could possibly do? What else is different there? Oh, man, we got a lot going on. One of the biggest that comes right to mind is we have a self-serve tap wall. And uh, to our knowledge, we're the only ones in the state of Maryland to have it as far as a tap room goes or a brewery. And what that is, basically, you come in, you uh, check your ID with the uh, with the server and uh, at, at that time, you get a uh, RFID card. You can either prepay or postpay. If you prepay, you're going to get a little uh, benefit there as a uh, sort of a member where mm-hmm. you'll get a little bit of discount. And at that point, it's great because you go over to our self-serve wall. And let me clarify, we have both a self-serve wall and a traditional tap room. So, you know, for those people that really like to interact with the bartender, no problem. We have that covered. But this self-serve beer wall really allows you to experiment. And uh, we've essentially done away with the sample platter. And the reason is you can walk up to this wall, look at our electronic board that, uh, you know, is right above the wall and go, okay, that that uh, regulator Doppelbach, uh, you know, I'm not sure what that's going to taste like. Let me pour a one-ounce pour and see what it is. And that's all you're going to pay for, one ounce. If you uh, if you like it, great. You can fill up. If not, you just move on to the next beer. And, you know, it gives the consumer total control, and they don't have to be intimidated or get beers in a flight that they might not want. 
We're talking with head brewer Jim Wagner from BC Brewery, bcbrewerymd.com for more information. Just follow their Facebook page as well here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And, you know, I, Jim, we have a couple of those self-serve uh, here in New York State. There, I know there's uh, one in Brooklyn. I know uh, Roscoe Beer upstate in upstate New York, uh, right around Roscoe, New York, uh, they do that as well. They have the kind of traditional tap, and then you can go over and they have like, uh, I think it's a selection of three or four beers that you can self-serve if you purchase one of these cards how has it been received by the people uh by your customers coming in you know i i I tell my partner rich when he came up with this idea and ran it by me i was pretty skeptical i thought people would dismiss it they would uh think it was a little pretentious and still wanted that interaction but you know i predicted at best it might be 25 percent of our sales and it's pretty much the almost the exact opposite uh there's weeks we've uh reached uh where uh, beer sales are about 75 percent off that wall wow that is pretty awesome yeah. and and you know you guys you do have a very big uh tap room so that's really cool so it's it's almost you know hey i don't want to wait in line i can just go over to the self-serve wall and and pour what i want now uh, how many of the self-serve beers do you have on tap uh, as opposed to the people uh, actually pouring the beers? That, that's the beauty of it. We have every single one that is a regular beer, and right now, with the exception of two beers, because I have a couple very limited bourbon barrel age beers. Mm-hmm. So with those, you do have to go see a bartender to get them poured, but the great thing is the customers that really love that wall and only go to that wall, they can look up on that board and see uh, that beer available, and under it will just say, see, uh, see your bartender for details. Wow. And so any beer that we have behind the traditional bar is on that tap wall, and we have 24 taps on that wall. That is very, very cool. Now, and let's get into the beers for a second here. It's an extensive list. Uh, that you are brewing here. I- I'm just looking at some of the ones uh, on the website here. Squirrel Bait, Mr. Mister, Dodging Bullets, and-, and a bunch of them are very low, you know, low ABVs, nice, easy to try. You got a new one that you just popped up here, uh, Easy Peasy. Talk to me about this one, a cream ale. Sure. You know, Easy Peasy is the newest one that went up, and that is for those, uh, what we still have them out there, although they're dwindling because we have a lot of craft beer drinkers now, but it's for that transitional drinker, you know, the Bud Coors Miller drinker that may be there with friends that love craft beer and he kind of feels, you know, it's it's just not his style or he, he he's just uh, intrigued by craft beer and he wants to start out uh, relatively on the light side. And so, you know, the cream ale, it's 11 BU, so very lightly hopped. Right. Um, you're only looking at a, a, a very reasonable 4.6% alcohol and, uh, you know, nice and light in body, just, just refreshing, especially for this time of year when, you know, these temperatures uh, here in Hunt Valley are reaching, you know, 80, 90 degrees with sure. god-awful humidity. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I know that. Now, Jim, you, you mentioned this at the beginning of the interview, but I want to reiterate this. You are having a blast now being able to brew whatever you want whenever you want, aren't you? I could, I could hear it in your voice. <laughs> you know it, Al. It's it's amazing. Uh, again, it's like being reborn almost. Uh, you know, I have brewed to date since we've been open. I've brewed forty three beers here uh, on uh, both our two and our seven barrel system. The majority of them on the seven. But here's the kicker: I have yet to brew the exact same beer twice. And wow. That, for me, is amazing, and it's also amazing because our customer base, for the most part, is loving it. You know, uh, and you know this. You've been around long mm-hmm. enough. 10, 15 years ago, if you didn't have a group of mainstay beers, you were doomed. Yep. You know, um, now it, it, the customer's almost like, wow, that was good. You know, what's next? And yep. uh, that's the beauty of it because, uh, you know, any beer – 
obviously, we're going to really focus on beers that really sell heavily. We did a New England-style IPA with mango, which sold ridiculously fast. Mm -hmm. But instead of repeating that beer exactly, I just turned around and did one with pineapple. And then next coming up is passion fruit. So, you know, there's always going to be little twists and uh, little deviations. And then... The, the two-barrel system, that gives us so much versatility for styles that some people have never even heard of. One thing I got on my docket for the next couple of weeks is a Lichtenhainer. Uh, that is a smoked sour, so not for everybody, definitely for a niche group of people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, being able to brew such a small amount and keeping on one of our 24 tests is great because we, we will satisfy that person that's really looking for some off-the-wall uh, intriguing, interesting styles. See, that's good stuff. And you, you know, you mentioned it when you were answering the question there, and it's true. When I go to the brewery down the street from my house, I mean, it's five minutes away. I've tried everything that he's put out, and there's stuff that I, I really like. There's stuff maybe I don't like, but I'm always wanting to try the new thing. I don't want to go back to some of the stuff that he he uh, he brews, and that's fine. I mean, I like that stuff, and if it's out at a bar, I'll get it. But I love trying the new stuff. But one of the things here that you're doing, uh, Jim, that I notice. You're doing ciders as well, and they're gluten-free, which is awesome. Yeah, you know, we had a big call for it, and you know, the great thing is we are we are kind of a, a, a light traveling army here. We can turn on a dime and decide to do whatever we want to do, when we want to do it, and not have to worry about going through, you know, uh, a huge ownership or a uh, or all your managers or mm-hmm. all your restaurateur uh, in-house people. You know, so it doesn't be you don't get caught up in the proverbial red tape. Uh, where you come up with an idea, but it doesn't come to fruition because, uh, you know, it takes so long to get through that channel. Right Right now, we come up with something, and usually, you know, it it comes to fruition within the next week or two. That's See, that's pretty cool, and I know that that you're enjoying that more than anybody. I mean, that's the best part about it, about, you know, just popping up with these ideas and going, yeah, you know what? I am going to brew that. Now, the other thing, Jim, and we're talking with head brewer Jim Wagner from BC Brewery. BCBrewery, uh, MD.com is the website for more information on the Alcatulo Crack beer cast on am 970 the answer the other thing that you have you guys have a food truck that's there with a baltimore native who's making food for you guys so that you can ha- you can serve in the restaurant and uh, not in the restaurant but in the brew house correct that is 100 percent correct yeah and the, that side of the business has been doing fantastic uh they're super busy and uh i'm sure they enjoy it but they've been getting their butts kicked for the first uh First several months that we've been open, but uh, yeah, they offer uh, an eclectic uh, group of foods. He's he we, you know, we're all about community here, and we were able to source some local pigs where uh, from a farmer about uh, 20 minutes up the road. Hmm. We'll put that on the smoker, uh, and then when we open up on Wednesday, uh, you know, we have fresh uh, smoked pig. Uh, you know, go on tacos and anything else he creates. And it's it's been so well received. And that's a great part, too. We've been working with so many local uh, people that it's just been so much fun. We're getting ready to do a uh, a Maryland-only beer as far as ingredients go. Uh, my friends up at Black Locust uh, Farms, uh, they're supplying me with the Cascade Hops and then Chesapeake Malting, which is located in Hartford County. The uh, uh, the young man that runs that is Aaron Hopkins, and he was one of my brewers at Duclaw for a while and just a smart kid. And uh, yeah, I'm able to now use some of his grain, and he's turned Chesapeake Malting into his full-time job, which is great for him. That is very cool. Just keeping it local. I love it. Jim, my guest has been Jim Wagner, the head brewer uh, from BC Brewery, bcbrewery.md.com. Uh, for more information, that's the website on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Jim, much success to you, my friend. I, I really want I want to see this take off. It is taking off in leaps and bounds. It's great. I am definitely planning a trip down 
uh, at some point, hopefully in the fall, if not, uh, you know, by the winter once football season is over and my other stuff is uh, done on the weekends, i got to come down and visit, have a couple of beers, and shoot the breeze with you. Thanks so much for coming mm-hmm. on the program. And thank you for having me again, and you make sure you hit me up. Uh, I want to make sure I'm here when you're here. Absolutely. Jim, thank you so much. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970, com. Segment of the Al Gatulo Prep Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T T U L L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, via email at Albert NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every show. We're, we are also Alexa ready. You just say, Alexa, I want to listen to the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast. On AM 970, the answer, and voila, it will pop up. The other thing about Google Play, uh, as we heard a little of the Cajun song from uh, the Gin Blossoms, uh, New Miserable Experience back in the uh, early 90s, um, was never a big fan of um, uh, Gin Blossoms. Uh, You know, their first album was good. After that, it kind of, eh, you know. Um, One of the cool things about Google Play, they have a new podcast app, and it's called Podcast. You download it. Uh, in the uh, the Play Store, the Google Play Store, and all you have to do is hit that. If you want to, I mean, really make it easy for yourself. So you hit that podcast button, search AG Craft Beer Cast, and all the craft beer casts from today until last March of seventeen pop up, and you can listen to them. Very simple, very easy. Check it out if you have an Android phone, uh, the uh, Play Store, and just download the Google Podcasts app. And you can listen to our podcast and, of course, you know, other uh, other shows as well as on there. I think Joe Rogan and a bunch of others. I don't, I don't you know, I didn't do too much of an extensive search. I know there's a lot of NPR stuff uh, as well on there. So uh, that's something to check out uh, if you're interested in that. So it's time for Suds and Duds. And this is our weekly segment where I talk to you about the various beers that I've had over the past week or so. And I let you know if they are a Suds or if they are a Dud. And coincidentally enough, we had Charlie Backman on the show uh, earlier this hour. Had his uh, Cecilia uh, beer that they put out uh, for their third anniversary. This is juicy. It's got that hop flavor in it. It is so good. If you have not been to Cyprus to check out their beers in Edison, New Jersey, I encourage you to get down there. Take a stop there. Maybe take a ride over to Harold's, uh, world-famous New York deli that's, that's over in Edison. They make these monster sandwiches. They have a sandwich that basically feeds like four or five people. It's tremendous. You want to check that out, but you want to check out Cyprus first uh, before you head over to Harold's. And the Cecilia is outstanding. Uh, you know, very happy that I got a four-pack of this. It is really good. Um, the boys from Bolero, they, keep just, they just keep putting good stuff out time and time again. Although this one, the Free Bully uh, from Bolero, I get the lemon. I'm not really getting the sea salt out of it. It's supposed to be, you know, kind of a beachy type of beer. Uh, the hops shine in it. Uh, it's good. I don't know how good it really is. This might be one of the first from Bolero in a long time. That's kind of off a little bit for me. Again, I, I, I like lemon uh, in beer. I like lemon on a you know normal basis, but the sea salt I'm kind of not really getting. 
the flavor in there, I know some people have said they've gotten it when they've drank it. I don't know, maybe, you know, my particular batch uh, doesn't seem to have it. Uh, a raspberry lemon goza uh, from Samuel Adams. Uh, the folks, good folks from Sam Adams have sent me a number of their summer beers um, a couple of weeks ago. And to be honest with you, I was really looking forward to this because I like gozas. Unfortunately, not a fan of this one. So two in a row that I'm kind of not really big fans of. Um, this one was kind of a dud for me, uh, the Raspberry Lemon Goza. I don't know what, it's just kind of off. And then bringing up the rear uh, in what I, what I determine as off beers this week, uh, the trifecta, the triple from New Belgium. Um, spice, little fruit, underwhelmed. For a triple, for a Belgian triple, very, very underwhelmed. I, I don't really understand the allure of New Belgium. I know that a lot of people like New Belgium. Um, when they were in the Colorado area, in the Denver area. You know, it was a big deal about getting New Belgium. Since they've expanded, I think there's something off. I've tried a lot of New Belgium beers. Um, I think their basic beer, and the, their name escapes me right now, their their bicep, Fat Tire, that's it, Fat Tire. Um, that's a decent beer. If I have nothing else to drink, and I had to choose between that and, let's say, like a Coors Light, that I'll drink that, I would drink a Fat Tire. But honestly... If I had to pick anything from New Belgium, there is nothing I have had from New Belgium that is memorable for me that says, wow, i got to have this beer. Or, wow, i got to go out and get a six-pack or a 12-pack and go to a concert and friends are drinking and i got to introduce them to this beer. I'm completely not a fan of these guys. I'm sorry. I just, it's, I've tried. I've tried a bunch of their different beers. I've gone back again to try them. Just not digging it, folks. I know there are New Belgium fans out there. I am certainly not one of them. Uh, as we move on here in our Suds and Duds segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, uh, the Unibrow, the La Fin du Monde, the um, uh, Megadeth beer, finally got a chance to have this on tap. I've had a, a little taste of it in the bottle. This is great. Nice, spicy, uh, really a nice beer on tap, a nice saison. It's just got, it's got like the, if you're looking for something, I don't want to say to introduce you into bitter beers or hoppy beers but if you're looking for something with just a little oomph to it without a lot of alcohol content um this is definitely one for you in fact um my former radio colleague wayne cabot who does uh news in the mornings over at wcbs 880 uh, we had lunch the other day and um turned him on to this they actually had it on tap at paragon tap and table and i said you got to try this one he was looking for something you know a little bit lighter in alcohol not not super heavy or whatever and he dug it it's a good beer it's definitely something you want to try. Dave Mustaine, nice job for, from you, my friend. I know, he, you know, wines and et cetera, et cetera, but, boy, let me tell you, uh, Dave Mustaine has hit the mark with the uh, Le Fin du Monde uh, from Unibrow. Uh, and moving on and uh, staying at Paragon Tap and Table, uh, they had a Cape May uh, tap takeover uh, the other night. And it's interesting because Cape May, primarily a southern Jersey beer, but they are trying to make that move up north. And, listen, it's difficult Cape May is, you know, essentially at the very end of New Jersey. You can't get any farther than Cape May and still be in the state of New Jersey, right? So they're trying to get their beer up north. But again, it's a long ride. You know, two hours minimum, two, two and a half hours minimum to get up to my area uh, of Jersey. And then you're talking about they're trying to penetrate into Essex and Hudson County and Bergen County by the end of the year. I was talking with the rep uh, the other night. They are doing their level best to get themselves throughout New Jersey uh, by the end of the year, they are making some very good beer. Still, some of their beers are a little off, but some of their beers are just spot on. They're just nailing it. They're getting it done. And that's that's what happens with a lot of these breweries. 
It's trial and error. It's trying to figure out the right, um, trying to figure out the right mix and what fans, you know, are going to keep coming in and buying those beers and buying those beers and buying those beers. Let me tell you something. One beer that you should definitely buy uh, if you like Shandy's, and I'm not a Shandy fan. If you like something, if you like a fruit beer, if you like something that's a little bit uh, change of pace. It's the summer. You don't want to drink something super heavy. The Bog Cranberry Shandy by Cape May is fantastic. Again, I'm not a Shandy fan. It's delicious. It's not too sour, not too sweet. It's just got the right amount of flavor that you could, you know, the alcohol is low in content. You can have a few on a hot summer day. Uh, It's really a nice change of pace beer. I really enjoyed this a lot. Uh, We had this at the uh, the B3 uh, showdown back in May. And we didn't rate it uh, as one of the beers because, again, it was a fruit beer. It didn't really fit the genre that we were trying to vote for. It kind of was off. If there was a specialty beer, it certainly would have won. It's it's different. It, you, you don't. I don't really know where to classify it. In fact, when I was talking with the rep the other night, he didn't really know where to classify it. That's the thing. But it's a great beer. It really is. The Bog Cranberry Shandy uh, by Cape May Brewing, really good. And Abby, one of the bartenders, she actually mixed that with um, Cape May's anniversary uh, IPA, and it it really it worked. It just worked. the 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 hoppiness, that little bit of juicy with the with the cranberry, it's fantastic. Really good. Can you tell I like that beer? That one is definitely a suds. Uh, then I had a bounding main. This one I, I ended up having before the keg kicked. Juicy, delicious, really a spot on IPA. Uh, well done from the folks at Cape May. And then had their anniversary ale, their seven point seven years of being in business. Uh, a fantastic double. Uh, honestly, like I said, they're doing such a great job with their offerings. It, it just had the right amount of haze, uh, not super juicy, but nice, drinkable. In fact, everybody at the table had uh, a couple of glasses of the Anniversary Ale, and they all loved it. Uh, and then finally finished it off with the Cape May IPA, their regular standard like 6% IPA. Uh, I, you know, I'd had this before when I was down there. I figured, let me try it again to see if it, it's nothing special. That's one of the beers that Cape May misses on. They're just middle-of-the-road, regular um, uh, IPA. It's not a double. It just kind of misses the mark for me. It's just there's nothing special about it. But the Anniversary Ale is great. The Bounding Main is great. Uh, but the Bog Cranberry Shandy, honestly, by far, my favorite beer of the bunch. It really is a good beer. If you're into Shandies, if you like a fruit beer, if you just want to change a pace, it is definitely something that you want to try. And uh, thanks to Ernie and the good folks uh, from Paragon Tap and Table, uh, Asia and Abby and, and Ernie, all doing a great job over there. And, of course, uh, the good folks from Cape May Brewing. Folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Charlie Backman from Cypress Brewing, Jim Wagner from BC Brewery, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.